say ain't it quote there's a lot to unpack here unquote sort of like all those other things that people say now that seem odd to the ear of an older person for instance folks like to say i know right that's a good one far as i can tell that means something like i precede you in thinking that that is indisputably correct would you concur with my hasty assessment And don't let me get started on woke. Too much to unpack. Yep, it's your old friend and compadre Freaky Dink Finger Hut back to Boogie Down Dazzle Drive. At last glimpse, Jimmy, the drummer, and Jesse, the singer, having nearly come to blows, which I very much doubt would have actually occurred in a tangible sense, have finally pushed the limits of everyone concerned. Their bandmates, Billy and Carl... Fletcher and myself, and even the most enthusiastic supporter of all, Jeter. This prompted a spontaneous intervention by Fletcher, who actually got the two to make peace and apologize to each other and to everyone else. It was inspiring to watch. Monthly, weekly, daily, Hourly, minute-by-minute, juvenile conflict born out of the most petty and puerile nonsense I've ever heard anywhere. And I'm from New Orleans. Of course, within minutes, they seemed to be right back picking at each other, but in a lighter manner, and we took what we could get. The songs for the record were starting to accumulate, which was a good thing, as they hadn't really assembled or even written enough material for a full-length LP. Now, for you younger folks, LP stood for Long Player. What it was was a 12-inch piece of flat, round plastic with enough space for 8 to 12 songs, or 3 if you were Yes or Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. See, before LPs, what you had were singles, or 45s as we called them. They were 7-inch flat round pieces of plastic and they usually had two songs on them one on each side you probably don't listen to this podcast for a history of music delivery format so i'll just leave that there that's what the google is for anyway the dudes had managed to come up with about nine songs and they wanted to do 10 or 12 so they had some more work in front of them also it's not to say that the songs they did have were all masterpieces or nothing Some of them seem to be pretty much the same song with different words, but hey, we can name lots of folks who got real wealthy with that approach, so who am I to judge?
this rampant genius was just running wild in the studio. Jeter had taken a phone call, and he slipped us a message in the control booth. It appeared that we'd gotten a call from Picnic Records' own hit squad, Garton Munn and Richard Tander. You may recall that Fletcher and I had been hard at work going through the numerous submissions from bands who hoped to be chosen to compete in the upcoming Battle of the Bands. In our last encounter, Munn and Tander had come back to town to check out Carnival Sounds as a possible studio in which to record their new discovery, The Rock Buddies. They became abusive and were strongly encouraged to scramooch by both Fletcher and Jeter, which was impressive in itself. When a week later, we received a Battle of the Band submission tape from them for the Rock Buddies, Fletcher and I were so amused that we granted the band a spot at the event. Maybe through slight meanness. Anyway, so I grabbed my cassette recorder and Fletch and I retired to what could loosely be referred to as Bud's office in the back to return their call. Picnic Records, home of the hit shower. Hello, Mr. Munn. It's Dinkfinger Hut and Fletcher Lafayette from WTFH. Ah, oh, gentlemen, let's dispense with the formalities, shall we? Please call me Garden. Thanks for returning my call. Uh, hello, Garton. It's quite a surprise to hear from you again. I'm assuming Mr. Tander is with you as usual? Yeah, yeah, Ricky's here, but he's not really going to take part in this conversation. Oh, and why is that, pray tell? Because I hit his voice box. He can be a little disruptive at times. Mm, I see. Look, fellas, I know we didn't leave on the best of times once again, but I received your letter accepting the Rock Buddies for a slot in your Battle of the Bands. And I gotta say, I was moved by your decency. It would have been very, very easy to just throw that letter away, and you didn't. I mean, where I come from, most guys would have done that, or worse. Well, we do strive for fairness in all our business affairs. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I see that now. So, my friends, I'd like to offer my sincere apologies for my, and particularly my partner Ricky's, behavior in our past encounters with you. And I hope that you'll accept this as the olive branch type gesture in which that it is intended to be. Well, we certainly would be happy to let bygones be bygones. Good, good, excellente! So you good with it too, Dick? Sure. I mean, who wants to fight anyhow, huh? Is what I'm saying. Am I right, huh? I mean, we're going to be down there soon with the Rock Buddies for the Battle of the Bands, and we'd like to greet you all as allies. Am I right? Why, huh? certainly, Gorton. That sounds splendid. We'll extend every courtesy to you and your band. Every courtesy. That's what I wanted to hear. You know... Depending on said courtesies, which are to be extended, we have courtesies of our own, which we can extend, pertaining to the circumstances of the situation of all courtesies involved. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't quite follow. Not to worry, not to worry. These are matters which need not concern you at this time. 
We can get into a full disclosure once we get to town. Say, over a steak dinner with some good whiskey? On our dime, of course. It looks like Ricky found his voice, Box. Okay, we'll talk soon, gentlemen. So long. So long, Dink. Fletcher. It's, it's Fletcher. Dink, did you detect a whiff of, hmm, how do I put this, bribery in the air? Yep, like a South Georgia sheriff. WTFH, the radio station where Fletcher and I worked, had a unique environment in that we were allowed free reign over a lot of our programming. Of course, we played our share of Bear Manilow and Olivia Newton-John. We used to call them Barely Man Enough and Olivia Note on the John. But we worked in a lot of Zeppelin and The Who, Sabbath, of course, and even Bowie and Mott the Hoople. Good playlist. But we also managed to sneak in what we felt were more novelty songs for fun and Sometimes those records would become regional hits despite their complete and utter weirdness. One good example was a record called The Goddess by a guy who called himself, no kidding, Helvis Von Trapp and the Trapezoids. Yep, that's Helvis, as in Elvis, with a H before it. I didn't know much about him except that he was an older feller and I think he was from Jessup, Georgia. Anyway, that record just caught fire in mixing and even was popular as far as LaGrange and Dublin, Georgia. People just loved it. So for each battle of the bands, we had a couple of acts there that wouldn't really compete. They'd just show up and play one song and leave. Elvis Von Trapp and the Trapezoids were one of those acts. Now, Elvis had an eight-inch high gold pompadour, black sunglasses, which he never took off, and he wore a pink suit. His band, who looked like they might have been on the prison work release program, all wore black suits. His style was beyond definition. When night lie in my bed, visions of you in my head, in my head, around my head, in my head, around my head. At night as I lie in my bed. God is ahead in my bed, around my bed, the fire burns and I must Give it what you will. Interestingly enough, it was recorded at Carnival Sounds, where at this very moment, the dudes were feeling their way through Crash Course or whatever. Yeah. 
It's a shame Cheyenne didn't come back and add a rock beating to that track, man. Jimmy, come on, man. No, I mean it. I mean, it could have been an interesting addition to the rhythm track. You know, different sounds. It's good to experiment. Hell, you know, that band Thick Brick, that Jethro Tull sounding band, they use a kazoo. Yeah, well, that's because they don't have a flute player. But anyway, if they're in the battle of the bands, we'll fucking smoke them no matter how many kazoos they got. You damn skippy. Smoke them with Dazzle. Hell yeah! Dazzle! Fucking Dazzle. Dazzle! Fucking Dazzle! I tell you what else. That damn freaking booger with that singer Ronnie and that damn doll strapped to his chest, him acting like he's alive and singing with him. We gonna fuck them up. Fuck them up! Shut up! I'm Dazzle! Do you really think that's a doll? I mean, I don't know him, but... He always claims it's his, his incomplete twin or something. Yeah, well, I remember him from middle school, and he didn't have nothing like that hanging off of him when we was on the playground playing kickball. I think it's just paper mache or something. It's all fucked up looking in the face, too. Have you noticed that? It kindly freaks me out, man. I don't want to get too close to him. Well, they got no chance now anyway. Not with the dudes on the scene. Yeah, we bringing the dazzle. Ding dong, special delivery. Four cases of dazzle. Yeah. You know, bastards gonna play with each other's tea waddies all night, or y'all gonna get to picking? Oh, hey, bud. Hey, hey, bud. You a smart, skinny man? No, bud. I got your delivery. Yeah, you got the what? Oh, right. You're little Eustace. I, I'm Jimmy Eustace's son. Who thinks he can stand there in my studio? My damn studio, carnival sounds, and show his fanny to me? Little smart mouth. I, I was just saying I got you the hair. liquor that you wanted me to deliver tonight. Well, all right, my, my mistake. Where might I find the aforementioned libations? All right, right behind you on the table. I mean, the liquor cabinet. All right, let's, let's see what we got here. Let me see the... Oh, yes, yes, sir. It's fine right here. Uh, quarter of Jim Beam, quarter of vodka, gin, case old Milwaukee. Yeah, this will do right well. Thank you. Hey, bud, is it is it true that you recorded Helvis Von Trapp? Helvis Von Trapp? Yeah, I done a record on him. So what? Big old gold head on him. Looked like a trophy. He was even stupider than you. Ain't that something? Well, what was it like? What was what like, you chubby, frizzy-headed, frizzy head? What was it like doing a record with Helmus Von Trapp? Well, I reckon it was about like doing this one. Big waste of my time. Record would have been a lot better if he hadn't been there. Well, if he hadn't been there, there, there wouldn't be no record, would there? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me, chubby, frizz, frizz-headed. Where's that pretty little Connie sharing my cocktails with me tonight, huh? She's out, she's out of town tonight, bud. Oh, well, that's women for you. Can't drink with them, got to drink without them. What I say, by God. You ready to record these idiots, slobber boy? Yes, sir, bud. We're rolling. One, two, three, four. <laughs> 
listen to episode 16 of the Dazzle Dudes, which was written, recorded, and produced by Murray Attaway with additional material by Layla Attaway. You can find Dazzle Dudes on Apple Podcasts, Android, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Overcast, Radio Public, anywhere you get your podcast from, or at DazzleDudes.com. We'd love for you to go on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and give us one of them glowing five-star reviews. And we'd really love it if you told somebody you like or even somebody you don't like to give us a listen. And if it's Peepaw or Memo and they don't know how to listen to podcasts, well, you do. So show them. They'll love you for it. You'll get you that extra piece of pecan pie at Thanksgiving. You got to walk it like you're talking before you lose that thing.